Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about what's in my car as an early intervention occupational therapist. Now, I'll be honest, I started recording this podcast, and I realized that there's a couple of different categories of things within my car, and I felt like the podcast started to run on. So what we're going to do is break this podcast into two episodes. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about what is in my car as an EI therapist as it regards to what I keep in my car for safety and what I keep in my car for just kind of the personal things that help me get through my day, things oriented around health, and I go on a little tangent about like skincare. So today we're talking about everything that's in my car as it pertains to helping me throughout my day and keeping me safe and just making my commute between clients a little bit easier. On the next podcast, so part two, which will come out next week, I'm going to take a deep dive into what I keep in my car as it relates to the things that I use with the kids. So that's kind of how I'm breaking this podcast up into today, what's in my car part one, and next week, what's in my car part two. Hello, I'm Marissa, a certified, licensed, and practicing pediatric occupational therapist, and this is OT with Marissa. Here we will review common terminology and topics chat about daily OT practices and provide simple but effective tools and strategies you can implement with the child or children in your life. Whether you're thinking about a career in occupational therapy, are a current student, new grad, or seasoned therapist, my hope is this podcast has something to offer you to learn, grow, and be the best therapist you can. I'm so happy you're here. So just a little bit of background information. My current role is an occupational therapist. I've had a few of them um, over the course of my career. My current role is an early intervention slash CPSE OT. And so my job is to go into the homes or daycare or preschools and provide either early intervention services, so birth to three years old, or preschool-based services, so four and five-year-olds, depending depending on where their birthday is. I'm also at an autism center working in a classroom, and I see clients at that center in some of the private therapy rooms. So I bounce around a little bit throughout the day, and then sometimes in the afternoons I settle in at the autism center and I get to see clients back to back, but then I'm also on some evenings back on the road providing services in the home in those after-school hours just because it works best for the families and it allows my schedule a little bit of flexibility to batch paperwork on certain days. So some days I see kids all day long from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. back to back and then on other days I have a couple of hours for meetings or to do paperwork, make visuals, that sort of thing. So each day is a little bit different which I like but nonetheless I spend a lot of time in my car, and over the past six months of doing this, I feel like I've kind of figured out what has been working for me, and I thought that I would share it here. All right, so when I was thinking about this podcast, initially I thought maybe I would just record it in my car, 
but I didn't feel like trying to set up my computer and my microphone in that space. So I went in my car and I sat down and I kind of made a list of everything that I saw because I'm a very visual person. All right, let's first talk about safety. And I know you might be rolling your eyes at me right now. And if you don't already have somebody in your circle that's giving you a hard time about making sure your vehicle is safe, let me be the person to give you that tough love. We are in our car a majority of the day. We are driving in different weather conditions. We are driving through towns that we are familiar with, neighborhoods and towns that maybe we're not so familiar with. We are maybe going um, into neighborhoods that aren't the safest. And we just know that statistically speaking, accidents happen. And so the more you're in your car, the higher the probability is that an accident might happen. Whether it's an accident where your car is colliding with somebody else's car, whether it's an accident like a flat tire, or, you know, maybe we just don't have the most reliable vehicles and so sometimes they don't start, or we might have little quirks to our vehicle that make it unsafe if we're in our vehicle frequently. I have had so many so, so many crazy vehicle stories um, where I just wasn't driving a safe vehicle, if I'm being quite frank, where I would be white knuckling every time I would drive and just praying, like, just let me get to where I need to go. Don't let the engine stall out. Don't let the transmission go again. Don't let all the lights on the interior and exterior of my vehicle start flickering again true story. Um, I could make a whole podcast episode on just all of my car horror stories, but I'm sure you've also have your own experiences of vehicles that were not the safest vehicle to drive, but you were driving them anyways. Maybe it's your current situation. Thankfully, I have an extremely reliable vehicle. It's something that I have prioritized for my own safety and mental health, and so I put money into my vehicle, it was a priority for me. But that being said, maybe you're a young therapist and you're still in your first or second vehicle or you're just out of grad school and you don't have money yet for a really reliable vehicle. And so we need to make sure that we are finding ourselves safe or as safe as possible in our vehicle or that if things were to happen, we have the right tools or resources to help us in those situations. So some things to keep in your vehicle. Jumper cables. Um, I have jumper cables that they're like battery charged. And so I charge them and they just sit in my car. So I don't need another vehicle. I don't have to worry about flagging down a neighbor or going and asking my families if they'll come out and jump my car. Thankfully, I've never had this situation where I knock on some wood. Um, But these are... Jumper vehicles that are battery operated, so I don't need another vehicle. Great investment. You probably get it on Amazon or something. Um, Another thing that I keep in my car that I have is I have AAA. So if something happens, flat tire, car accident, needs to be towed, who knows what, I have AAA. So I live about an hour from my family, um, or at least my immediate family. I'm close to like aunts, uncles, and some friends, but... Um, 
there have been times where I, I, like when I did travel therapy, where I didn't have somebody to call if there was an accident. I couldn't call a significant other. I couldn't call a friend. I couldn't call somebody to come help me in that situation. So for me, having AAA was a must, something I always have. So any sort of roadside assistance, um, I think is really beneficial. Another thing I have in my car is emergency cash. It's something that I've always had in my car, and I'm always I'm always so thankful that I have it. So maybe you forget your wallet at home, and we're in our car. We're driving from place to place. Very frequent, frequently, we're going to find ourselves with an empty gas gauge, right? Oh, shoot, I need to get gas in order to see the rest of my clients today or to make it to that appointment this afternoon. Um if it, even if it's like 15, 20 bucks of cash and you wad it up and you stick it someplace in your car where you know it's there has come in handy for me so many times. Um, emergency cash. Another thing for safety is a first aid kit. You never know what's going to happen in the homes where you're going to need a band-aid. You're going to need some gauze. You're going to need, I mean, hopefully you don't need this stuff, but you're the health professional going into the home. Let's say something happens and that family isn't equipped to take care of, you know, a bump or a bruise or, you know, they ripped a hangnail off their finger and now they're bleeding and you're working on handwriting and so, like, you need a Band-Aid. You can't assume that your families are going to have this stuff. So I have a first aid kit in my vehicle. It's something I always have. I'm a hiker. I like to do a lot of outdoor recreational things. I have I have two first aid kits. I have one for myself, and then work has provided me with another one. I just slip them right under my seat. That's what I have in my car for personal safety. Some other things in that regard. I mean, I always carry an extra sweatshirt. I always carry a jug of water. I always carry a blanket. You just never know what's going to happen. Um... So I just always have some personal safety items in my vehicle, and you might not need to be as extreme as I am, but have something. Have something, or at least have a plan. Like, hey, if I were to hit a pothole in this crappy neighborhood and get a flat, do I have a spare? Do I know how to change it? Do I have somebody that I can call? Um, Something to think about. All right, let's talk about some personal things that I have in my car. Some things that I keep in my car or that I pack nearly every day just to make sure that I have some personal comfort when I'm in my vehicle. Um, So I have a little, like, um, I guess everybody's got a console in their car, but mine is, like, next to my cup holder, and it's this, like, triangular little open console, that's what I'm going to call it. Um, And I just keep like personal care things in that console. So I have hand sanitizer. I like the like better for your skin, healthy smell, like with essential oils. I like I like the bougie sort of hand sanitizers. Again, I have really dry hands, so I try to take care of my skin. We're in and out of people's homes. We're touching doorknobs. We're touching snotty little babies. It is what it is. Sometimes we can wash our hands in our clients' homes. Sometimes I get back in my car and I use a little bit of hand sanitizer. Um, Next to my hand sanitizer is lotion. I have a really nice goat's milk patchouli lotion. I have something that it's like, 
It's like a nice little reward to put a really scrumptious, nice-smelling lotion on my hands. Like, it's just, it's a little treat um, to have my hand sanitizer. I have my lotion. I have my chapstick. And I have some essential oils. So I have some roll-on essential oils, a little lavender um, that I might put on if I'm feeling a little stressed. You know, we're going from house to house, answering emails. I mean, everybody gets stressed at work, right? Um, so just a little something to take care of myself. And I also, this pro tip here, I think there is nothing better than getting into a car when you're working. Um, and it just, it smells good. So whether that's like an air freshener for you, I'm not a big air freshener fan. I feel like they're too strong and they're all fragrance oils, but this is what I do. I have like just a bottle of essential oils. So right now it's sandalwood. Sometimes it's lavender. I like more of that woody, earthy sort of stuff. Maybe for you, you want something citrusy and uplifting. So you got some orange or some grapefruit or you make your own little blend. But all I do is I keep the bottle in that little triangular console of my car, and if I'm going into a session, especially if it's like, you know, the clients that you have where you're like, okay, it's going to be a long session, or this is a tricky kid, or maybe it's an hour session, and so it just takes more of your energy, I will just take the, the cap off of the essential oil and put it on my dashboard, and the duration that I'm in that client's home the oil is diffusing within my car, and so when I come back in my car, it just smells so good. It smells so good, and it just, I think that that's really important, right? My car is like a little spot. I've got all the little stuff that I need for myself. Along the same lines, um, I keep some snacks in my car. I'm not usually a big snack person. I like to eat satiating, well-balanced meals. But let's face it, you're in the car, you're driving from place to place, we have high-demand jobs, we're on the floor, we're rolling, we're lifting kids up, we're squatting down, like, you might need a snack. Your, your blood glucose levels might be fluctuating and you need a little snack. I keep what I call close-ended snacks in my car. A close-ended snack is something that has a start and a finish. So I keep a bag of apples in my car. I go to Costco. I get a big bag of apples, and I just keep it in my car. The winter, they do freeze. They don't keep as well, but if the weather's above freezing, it's great. I eat one apple. I'm not going to go back for a second. Another thing I keep in my car for snacks are meat sticks. I have a brand that I like. You find what you like, but again, they're close-ended, so it's like I might have one, and like it's done. Um... I try not to keep open-ended snacks in my car. So I try not to keep like a bag of popcorn or a bag of crackers or chips or something like that because I know myself, I will just keep mindlessly eating and that's not really benefiting my energy levels. So I'm eating snacks throughout the day to keep my energy levels up so that I have energy to engage in my clients. I know myself if I have an open-ended snack, it's going to be really hard to put it away. Um, so that's why I keep closed-ended snacks in my car. Some other ideas for some closed-ended snacks might be protein bars. I would keep protein bars in my car. Honestly, I think it's really crucial to be um, 
eating protein throughout the day for your energy levels and just to help control your appetite and your blood glucose levels. I just, to be quite honest, have not found a protein bar that I truly love the macronutrient content that has a good amount of protein that doesn't have crappy ingredients. Um, that's I'm still on my protein bar journey. I'm still trying them out. I have a couple that I'll grab, but I typically will only put one in my car at a time because protein bars, I could overeat those. I could eat two in a day and I really don't need to be doing that. Um, but that's an option. Just know yourself. I did hear this thing on a, another podcast. Um, I think it was a some form of media that I was absorbing, um, that when you are driving in the car and you are eating, your insulin levels actually spike higher than as if you were eating that same thing, not driving in your car. I think it has something to do with the fact that maybe you're eating faster in the car or maybe your cortisol levels tend to be heightened when you drive. So you're going to let in more insulin to help regulate those cortisol levels. Um, so I'm just very mindful that I have good, healthy, satiating, more whole food snacks in my car than like those quick insulin releasing junk food snacks. Again, I know myself, I eat to help maintain my energy level so that I can go into a home and feel energized and not like sluggish because I just ate a candy bar in my car. So that's a side rant, but I keep those nutritious close ended snacks in my car. Along a similar line of food, um, I have found this thermos that I love. Um, it is an insulated thermos. It was like 20, 30 bucks on Amazon. And it keeps drinks very warm. It has a loose leaf tea insert on the top. I'm a big tea drinker. Again, I like to help maintain my energy. I like my herbal teas. Um, sometimes I want a little caffeine throughout the day, but I don't want to be stopping for coffee or riding that like those coffee jitters all day long. So I'll do a little green tea or something like that in the thermos and I'm a big fan of loose leaf tea just there tends to be less toxins and most of your herbal teas are loose leaf at least the ones that I like and the bottom of the thermos like is a compartment for snacks so I might keep like some nuts or seeds or something underneath so I just grab my thermos and it's got my loose leaf tea to stay warm it's got my snack compartment on the bottom and I can take that in and out of homes to have my tea. I can take it to the clinic and I have my tea or my snack. And it has saved me time and money. So I, you know, it's cold, it's winter, I'm driving in my car. My car gets cold because I keep turning it off when I'm in clients' homes. I want something warm. And it keeps me from going to those drive-throughs to get a warm beverage So and spending money. That, I think that's really easy as anybody who's traveling on the road is to, oh, it's just a coffee. Oh, it's just a tea. It's just a latte. And then it's every day. It's every other day. It's three or four times a week. And then like 
over the course of the month, you've spent like 60 bucks on coffees and that's $60 you could have spent on something else. So a thermos, super easy in the morning, throw the tea, grab the warm water. You got it all day long, stays warm because it hangs out in my cold car. I like, I like to keep it warm. Another thing I have in terms of personal care in my car, my phone charger. You're on your phone, you're checking emails, you gotta have a charger to keep things juiced up. I also use my GPS for my phone so that burns some battery. And along the same line, get yourself a killer playlist. Go on whatever media app you use for music. I have Spotify and create a really fun, uplifting playlist with your favorite songs that you can just like turn on so you're not trying to mess with the radio or try to find something like it's available. We're going to reduce the incidences of maybe crashing your car because you're looking for music. Get yourself a good playlist. I have a handful of podcasts that I really like listening to in my car. They kind of motivate me or give me some good information and I I like to multitask. So I like to take in some good information while I'm doing something as mundane as driving or maybe a good audiobook. I I get through a lot of books through audiobooks when I'm in my car. I mean, I'm in my car a lot of the time, so I just want to make sure I'm using that time in a productive way. Along the same line, and I kind of feel like these are obvious, but you never know. I have a mount, like a magnetic mount on my car where my phone attaches to And then I also have, I have an Amazon Alexa in my car. And so I just kind of give her commands throughout the day. I think it's really important. Like I said, we're driving. We have an increased risk because we're in our car more for accidents. That we just make sure what we have in our car is kind of hands off and we're set to go. So we're not fumbling our phone or trying to manipulate the GPS on our touch screen. That it's kind of effortless in terms of getting in our car, we're on the road, we're going, and less scrambling around with our head down. So those are some other little things that I keep in my car under the category of personal. Um, Oh, and I forgot to mention earlier water. I, I mentioned that I had a jug of water for personal safety reasons, but I always have a huge, huge water bottle with me. Um, And I know where I can fill it up. I know my points throughout the day where, like, I'm going into school and I know that they have a drinking fountain and I can fill that back up. But maybe you don't have that luxury. So just make sure you're staying hydrated throughout the day as well and that you have your water ready to go in the cup holder of your car. Along the same lines as that is know your route. So I talked about I know where I can typically fill up my water bottle. But there's a lot of other things throughout the day where it would be helpful if you knew your route. Know when you typically need to take a break, whether it's you need to get out and stretch your legs, or you need to stop and use the restroom, or, you know, maybe you know that this place has the cheapest gas in town, and so between this client and that client, on a Tuesday is when you stop and get your gas because it's cheapest here. It's nice to be able to make sure you are taken care of and if you can configure it around your route and when you have those time pockets and where you are geographically it can be really helpful to make your day run smooth 
I have been able to coordinate when I typically need to take a restroom break and what places have the cleanest restrooms and between which clients I will go to those places to do that. Um, I think that's something people don't think about is we're in our car all day long and if we're staying hydrated because we're being very active with our job, we're gonna have to use the restroom. Another little like tip or trick that you can do to try to create larger pockets within your schedule is if you know your route really well, you know how long it takes you to get from each client. Sometimes you need 15 to 20 minutes to drive from one client into the next. And so maybe you really do need a 30 minute pocket of time to give yourself enough cushion to get there. Um, maybe you know you're just getting in your car and you're driving quick to the next client. And so you don't need as big of a pocket of time on your schedule as maybe you initially thought or that you created. So what you can do is you can either bump some kids up 15 minutes sooner or 15 minutes later to create smaller or larger pockets of time. And what that can do for you is either it gives you an open slot to see another kid, to take on another kid in your caseload, or just to create an open slot for any potential makeup session so that you actually have some time allotted to schedule a makeup session. It might be a little bit tight, but if it's not every week and it's just on occasion, it's doable. Or what you can do, and if you have the grace to do this and you, and you don't feel like you really need to take on an extra client for whatever reason, you might have just created, instead of like a 15 minute pocket, maybe a 30 or 45 minute pocket by like bumping up some kids 15 minutes here or there or bumping them back to either make some of those stops that you want to make or stop at a favorite coffee shop or do a couple of notes really quick in your car or like I do on Fridays, I bump one kid up about 15 minutes and the next kid back about 15 minutes and so it creates this 45 minute pocket and there's a 20 minute commute in between plus a couple extra minute cushion because it usually takes me a minute to wrap up and get in my car and get going. But what I've essentially done is created a 15 to 20 minute extra pocket so that I can take the long about way to get there. Also gives me time to stop if I need to. But the reason I do this between these two clients is when I go that way, I go past the really nice dollar store. And so it's usually on a Friday. And so not only does it give me a little scenic drive on my Friday, but it gives me about 15 minutes to pop into the dollar store and get anything that I may have ran out of over the week, glue, crayons, things like that, or maybe there's just like a couple extra supplies or a fun activity I want to do next week. And so I can pop in there and grab anything that I needed. So this week, what I did was I grabbed some fun Valentine's Day stuff because I have a couple Valentine's Day crafts I want to do next week and also I want to give all my kids a little Valentine. So I had that flexibility to do that. All I had to do was bump one kid up 15 minutes earlier and bump the next kid back 15 minutes later. All right, we've talked about what I keep in my car for safety, for personal, a couple little tips and tricks that help me get through my week on the road with a little bit more ease. One more thing that I wanted to share with you guys, and then I promise we'll be done. This is why I broke this podcast up into two. Um, we're going to talk about boundaries. Now, I talked about boundaries a little bit when I talked about my um, 
I did two episodes on burnout. But let's just talk about boundaries as they pertain to your car. So I'm sure you can imagine if you're not somebody who commutes or travels in their vehicle, um, and I know you know the deal if you are somebody who does like I am, it is really, really easy for your car to become trashed. It is so easy for garbage to pile up on the floor. You've got, you know, a peanut ball in the back, your laptop in the front, your lunch in the midsection, an extra jacket or your gloves, and now you're rummaging through because you're not sure what bag you put your wallet in and you see where I'm going with this, right? It's really easy for your car to become a mess when you're working and kind of living (laughs) um, in your car. And I can't even imagine what that's like if you have your own children. So I don't have children, but I know a lot of therapists on the road who do. And so they have their kids' car seats in the car and they have extra bags in the car for their kids. So they just, the space that they have in their car is more shared. So I think it's really important that we have, whether you consider them general guidelines or you really want to stay firm and call them boundaries. So I'm going to go through some of the boundaries or the the guidelines or even rules that I 90% of the time will follow when it comes to my car to help me stay a little bit more organized. My seat itself, the driver's seat, nothing work-related is in the driver's seat. Like I said before, I have some of those self-care items in my console um, in that little like triangular open one that are quick grab and go, but then I also obviously have my regular console that has personal items, things like that, Um, and they tend to be more like self-care, you know, sunglasses, things like that. I don't put work things in there other than my work badge. I have a very specific area in my car, and when I get in my car, the work badge goes there so that I don't forget it for the next day, and when, you know, I, I know right where to grab it when I'm going into that building where I need the badge. So other than the work badge, Nothing goes, nothing work-related goes in the front seat of my car. In the passenger seat of my car, that's where I put my lunch pail. When I say lunch pail, it's it's more like a small cooler. (laughs) Simply because I have a, I had a coupon to REI and I really liked this cooler and I was like, this can double as a cooler and a lunch pail and I pack a lot on the road in terms of drinks and things like that. So it's just nice to have it all in one bag versus spilling into my other bags, but that's where my my cooler sits, is on my passenger seat. On the floor by the passenger side, that's where I keep my extra jug of water. It's winter, so I keep my, like, the thing that brushes the snow off your car, and I will also keep um, a trash, a bag that I put trash in, so that I'm not having to shove it in the side door. I just, I just think it's a little bit cleaner, a little bit more convenient just to have a little like paper bag that I put my trash in and that's on the floor of my passenger seat. Behind there, so like I have a like a mid-size SUV, so my second row seat, um, like it's all open. I don't have to like, um, like I can reach the trunk from the inside of my car if you get what I'm saying. But in my, the second row, I typically keep a change of shoes. Usually I keep like my gym shoes in there or like I'll keep my extra set of vans depending on the weather. Um, 
and an extra jacket just in case it gets cold as well as like some gloves or something like that and that's like on the passenger side of the second row so I can reach over and grab those things if I need them on the driver's side of the second row that's where I put my like professional work bag I have like two work bags I have one that has my laptop my calendar client information that sort of stuff in and it's like a like a tote bag that goes right there so I can just quickly from the driver's side of my car just access that right in the back seat um, super easy it's right there the back back of my car so the trunk of my car that's where all the stuff for the kids is that's my therapy ball, that's my, um, like, my wobble board, that's the bag that has, like, my games and my art supplies and the stuff that I'm, like, the, the bag that I'm grabbing to go into my clients' homes, that all resides in the backseat of my car. And next week's episode, we'll talk about what's in the, that, that, the trunk of my car and what I bring into clients' homes pretty regularly to give you some ideas. But I have... It's almost become like 100% at this point. I do not let that stuff into the front two seats of my car. I don't let it into where I'm driving and I don't let it into that, that back row. It stays in the trunk. In the trunk of my car is also I have this like little crate and that's where I keep those emergency supplies that we talked about. The jumper cables, the blanket, the spare sweatshirt, um, things like that. So I know right where that is. And then, you know, obviously I have some personal stuff back in there too. But that's kind of how I separate out my car in terms of zones. Um, and I really try to keep things as organized as I can. So once a week, about, I will try, I will go through those bins and I will, in the back of my, in the trunk of my car, and I will organize them. And I'll pull out the things that I haven't really used for the week or that I'm not going to use. And I'll make sure that I have what I need for the next week. I do this most of the time. This isn't perfect. Sometimes it's busy. It's a Friday. I don't want to touch it. Um, but I really try to make sure it's organized for the next week. And that things aren't shifting or moving around too much back there. I really think less is more. Because... Honestly, if you have so much in the back of your, like, the trunk of your car, if you can't find what you're looking for, what's the point, right? If you're, if it's everything's buried and you can't even find it, so you're just grabbing the first couple things off the top, then you really don't need the other stuff anyways. And we'll go into that in the next podcast episode where I talk about what I have and things that have multiple functions so that I only need a couple, like, key items. But yeah. That's what's in my car. Those are some of the tips, tricks that I have for you. Some of the boundaries or guidelines that kind of help throughout the day and throughout the week. Make commuting from home to home and going into people's homes and kind of being on the go just a little bit more peaceful and effortless and so that I can go through those weekly routines with a little bit more ease. I hope you found this podcast kind of fun. Obviously, I hope you find it helpful. I also know that my commute and the things that I do and what's important to me is not going to be the same for you. And like I mentioned, it's just me in my car. So when you set up your car, you have to take into consideration, do you have a passenger? Do you have 
Maybe you have a fieldwork student who's riding with you, and so you have to shift things around to accommodate the both of you. Maybe you have car seats or kids or a crate for your pet or whatever, but I think it's important to have some guidelines in terms of how you're setting up the car. So I hope that this podcast just kind of gave you some ideas so that you can implement some of your own routines or structures or whatever it is that that is help going to be helpful for you so that you also can find some ease and a little bit more enjoyment while you're in the car traveling from client to client and helping to reduce some of that stress and that chaos that can so easily start to accumulate when you're in a small space moving throughout the day with a lot of responsibilities. All right, I hope this was helpful. I'll see you next week when we talk about therapeutic equipment that I keep in my car. Until then, take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. As a reminder, this podcast is not medical advice and does not replace the potential need for skilled and individualized therapeutic services. Please consult your pediatrician or occupational therapist for specific questions about your child. Similarly, these are my personal and professional views and opinions. If something I say does not feel right to you or is different from what you have learned, please follow your own intuition and learning quest. And remember, science and language are always changing and growing. I will try my best to stay as up-to-date as possible, but I myself am always learning. If you have any follow-up questions or requests for future podcasts, feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram at OT underscore with underscore Marissa. See you soon.